0: As the as the as a preacher, I uh, I really look forward to to Easter Sunday in um, maybe not in the way that you think because you might be thinking oh you're just you just like there's more people there and you just like that because you know that you're that kind of a guy no not that sort of a not that sort of a thing I uh, I we we recognize and we've talked about this in recent weeks as a, as a resurrected. People, The resurrection of Jesus de- defines us for, for who we are. We, that's, just, that's just who we are and what we're about. I mean, not just Sunday after Sunday as we worship, but just day in and day out, moment by moment. The resurrection of, of Jesus defines us as, as, as Christians. But I, uh, I, I look forward to and I, and I anticipate... Easter year year after year as as a preacher, because it, it it seems that with this with this focus, as we as we funnel our our energy collectively toward uh, this 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 wonder and acknowledgement of of what God what God has done through through Jesus, we maybe we're just, we have this sense of awareness that we're supposed to have all the time, but sometimes we, we have these reminders that God, He just gives to us. And I just think sometimes we're, we're more aware, or more intent, or maybe we just, we take a, a few moments to be able to pause and, and to reflect. And it just seems like Easter, Sunday, year after after year, as we as we gather together now now don 't get me wrong as as the preacher, I feel a little pressure on Easter, but but again, not maybe for the for the reasons you might think. I feel a little bit of pressure because I, I think to myself, you know they they hear this year after year, and even you know yes, it defines us as a as a people. How can I do this in a different way and yet it 's the same story that we need to hear time and time and in in time uh, again, and so I, uh, I, look forward to this day with you, uh, year after year as your preacher. I I really appreciate our uh, our journey together over the last several weeks as a, as a church family. I have, I appreciate our our shepherds, our our elders over the last few weeks um, contributing during the during our our, our time of communion and, and the Lord's supper, and to to focus our, our attention in the direction that they they are. I appreciate. Uh, today, the 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 energy from 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 Dwight and from from Winsen, and and it it, it would it takes a finance guy to make finances exciting, Mike. And so I have, I appreciate uh, y'all's y'all's uh, y'all's words words today. Two weeks ago, the first Sunday of April, as a church family, we focused upon uh, the need for for repentance and that coming out of our out of our mortality. We're we're created beings. We're created in the image of. We're created in the image of God, and yet we we struggle with being godly. We're created in the image of God, and yet we. And, and we're created by a faithful God, and yet we struggle with, with faithfulness. Last week, as we've journeyed together, we've been making this journey toward the, toward the cross. And last week, we focused upon the the triumphal entry of of Jesus as Jesus enters into Jerusalem fulfilling prophecy and, and the, the truth that Jesus enters into Jerusalem and and the events that take place from that Sunday to Sunday, from the, the Sunday as Jesus enters into Jerusalem uh, to where there's, there's this, this, this week where God accomplishes All of His purposes as He set out to accomplish them since the beginning of time, as everything rushes toward the cross and the resurrection. And on that Sunday before the Sunday, as Jesus enters into Jerusalem as as the Christ. And I don't know, sometimes maybe we're a little bit too familiar with that term, Jesus the Christ. Christ. Sometimes we equate Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, Christ, that's just, that's his last name. You know, as his parents would be introduced to, to people, you know, yes, my name is Joseph Christ, my name is Mary Christ, and this is our son, his name is Jesus Christ. But it's not his last name, it's his title, it's his purpose. Jesus is, he's the Christ. He's the Messiah. He's the promised one. And it's, as the events of history are rushing toward what will take place on that Friday and then on that Sunday as Jesus is crucified for our sins and as He's resurrected and raised to life on our behalf as God breathes life into death. Which is what He does. When you think about that journey Maybe we can begin to see how each and every one of us in our lives reach on a journey ourselves. A journey of, of faith, a journey of, of life, a journey of seeking how God can be at work within us and, and being in tune, in tune with God and as imperfect people seeking to, to serve a, a perfect God and to to make this journey, and as Christians to, to make this journey together, MLK and his preaching ministry would often say that faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the entire staircase, taking that first step step, and so especially on a, on a day on a day like today I, I, maybe it makes sense to sort of begin at the end and to to acknowledge that that there may be some struggle that exists in this room there may be just some some struggles that that come along with with the journey that you're on some struggles that that come along in in living life in a in a broken world as a as a broken Person in maybe you're struggling today even even with your faith. For you this might be a lifetime of struggle. Struggling with your faith. Or maybe maybe for you this is a a recent sort of development. But in an audience like this, there are no doubt many, which is which is good because what it says is you're not alone many who are struggling or wrestling, wrestling with your faith or wrestling with your relationship with God or, or maybe wrestling with your relationship with His church or maybe wrestling in your relationship with, with others or maybe even all of that. My hope this morning is that we will each have the courage to take the next step. Whatever that step looks like for you. I want to focus on four passages this morning, two from the gospel according to to Luke, and then two from the Apostle John's gospel account. But rather than ask you to turn there, I think what I want to do is, is just read through these passages. They'll duplicate one another a little bit, but I want to read through these passages without even saying where they're coming from, just so that we can have this sense of Of these events, and how these, to envision how these events transpired so that we might better understand how these events have the capacity to transform the lives that we live. So imagine these scenes as they unfold. It was the day of preparation of the Passover. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews. But they shouted, take him away, take him away, crucify him. Shall I crucify your king, Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar. The chief priest answered. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified, so the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him. And with him, two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. The sign was written in Aramaic. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this man was the Son of God. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, Here is your mother. From that time on, that disciple took her into his home. Later, knowing that all was now completed, and so that Scripture could be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there. So they soaked a sponge in it and put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He is risen. And if we were to to imagine and to envision these moments as as they transpired, to, to envision and to, to place ourselves to place ourselves there to to see these uh, events unfold as what God had set into motion culminates in the in the cross, but to place ourselves there in the in the in the crowd at the at the cross and to to see the the emotion on on Jesus' mother's face. To to, to to sense the, the tension within the the crowd and to to feel the grit of the the sand beneath our feet to recognize what God is doing in those moments, during those hours on the cross, even if no one No one there fully understood it all. It's not until the resurrection that it all begins to come together. But to place ourselves there. And then to place ourselves there as as Jesus steps out of the tomb resurrected in a lie. As God has breathed the breath of life into the Word and author of life. There's this movement, this journey that's taking place from darkness to light. Even the the darkness that that veils the, the sun as Jesus is on the cross and there is this inexplicable and divine darkness from noon until 3 when the sun would have been highest in the in the sky this jesus i love how john says that jesus gave up his spirit john wants you to know that jesus chooses jesus is in control Then at three in the afternoon, with the words, It is finished. And Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Even the the darkness, the darkness of the night that is falling on that Friday. As darkness has veiled the sun from noon until three, and then as this inexplicable darkness had come, it also leaves. But then as evening falls, and as Jesus' body is placed in a borrowed tomb, the darkness the darkness as a stone is rolled in front of that tomb and although that we know we know that he won't be there very long the darkness within that garden tomb as what as what went wrong in the garden of eden all those years ago is being made right within a garden just outside of jerusalem and then uh, imagine and envision as there has been nothing but darkness inside of that of that tomb. But then envision in, in as envision being there, and as the morning sun rises that that Sunday morning, as as there are embers to the east that begin to to pierce and to scatter all of the darkness. And then to hear the to hear the scrape of this stone as it's divinely rolled away. And it's the rising sun begins to cut through the darkness and even penetrate the darkness of that tomb. and as our Lord steps forth out of that tomb, out of that darkness into light. Many of you are familiar with Nobel Peace Prize winner Ellie Wiesel, in particular his book. Night, which serves as a, a memoir to the things that he experienced in the Holocaust. Less familiar from Wiesel are his his books, Dawn and Day, Night, Dawn, and in Day. And and yet, what he does in writing those those three those three books is he takes us through a Jewish day. Because a a, a Jewish day begins and, and ends with evening with darkness you and i our, our our day begins and ends at midnight right but a jewish day moves from darkness to dawn and then to day it's the progression of a of a of a jewish day it's a movement it is a movement from darkness into light and it's a movement that that echoes creation because ever since creation ever since God said let there be light and there was light which is the first created truth think about that light is the first created in the in the creation narrative light that is spoken into existence by God out of darkness It's the movement from darkness to light, from darkness into light. And it's the same that's true for us as we move as God's children. As we journey from darkness and into His wonderful light. This passage from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of of the shadow of death a light has dawned wait a second jason you've got your holidays mixed up that's christmas that's not easter it's a passage that points to jesus's birth right but it's a passage that points to the light of god it's a passage that points to jesus as the christ jesus as the as the messiah it's a passage that points to what God is going to do in the cross and in the resurrection of Jesus. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has, has dawned, and that of course is God pointing us toward the gospel of Jesus. The Apostle John puts it this way in first John chapter one, verse seven if we walk in the light, as he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sin and sometimes we sometimes we miss it what what God has how God has invested into this this wonder that is relationship with him sometimes Sometimes we, we, we miss it. Sometimes we, we miss what he's communicating. We struggle with the communication. We, we don't quite understand or we don't hear what it is that God is, is, communicating, is communicating to us. Some of you uh, this, this past week have, have been a part of the, the Denti Moore conversation that has taken place on Facebook. Just a show of hands. I want to see how many I'm talking to here. Okay. So here's what happened. So last week, Tirsa, she, she, she buys this sirloin steak from, from Costco, and she cuts it up into cubes, and she puts it in, uh, it's not the crock pot, what's it called now? It's, a, it's this new thing. What is it? Instant pot, instant pot, okay, all right. Instant pot. And so she puts it in there and she seasons it up just, just great. And then, I mean, the meal is, is ready, and, and, and I sit down and I, I take the first bite. And I say to her, This tastes just like Denty Moore. Now, I said that because Denty Moore is awesome. Right, Denty Moore is it, it's, it's great, and so I say to her, "This tastes just like Denty Moore." Yes, I told her it tastes like canned stew. And so I said, "This tastes just like denty more," and she just kind of looks at me. And then I look at her and I say, "But I love denty Moore." No response. So I just go back to eating. Later on, we're on the couch, uh, I'm on uh facebook and i'm like you know that was funny and so for everyone else's enjoyment i'm going to post that and so i post that conversation on facebook right i don't know an hour later i'm getting notifications because you guys are liking it and commenting and and so i tell her i said i said man this this denty more thing is is really getting a lot of responses she goes you didn't post that on facebook did you (laughs) i had a point to that hold on a second I don't know if that's going to help my argument with her. We'll see how things go in second service. Sometimes we, sometimes we miss the point of what's being communicated. We miss it. And yet what, what, we cannot, what we cannot miss is this. As Jesus dies upon the cross and is in the tomb three days, Jesus dies on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, right? It's our sin that places Him there. Jesus makes atonement for our sin on the cross. He accomplishes on the cross that which we cannot accomplish for ourselves. Paul says, because God is both just and the one who justifies. And yet not only does He make atonement for our sins as He takes them upon His body, through the cross he takes them to the grave with him think about that atonement is made is achieved on the cross but he takes our sin with him to the grave And I want for you to think just for a moment in regard to sin, whatever sin might be be looming in your life, whatever sin that's that's weighing on your heart, whatever sin that's weighing upon upon your mind, whatever sin that might be weighing upon a relationship that you have or that you're struggling with, whatever sin that weighs upon the relationship you have with someone else or maybe even upon the relationship that you have with God. Jesus not only died for that sin 2,000 years ago on the cross, but He took it to the grave. All of the sin of all of the world upon Himself upon the cross. And then with Him they were buried. Washed in the blood of of Jesus on the cross, as God journeys this path of death in order to bring about life, again, it's, it's it's the opposite of the garden. In the beginning, God had created life, and yet through the fall, death and separation enter into the picture. But the cross and the resurrection of Jesus reverse the fall. As God, through death, the death of His one and only Son, brings about life. Where everything falls apart in one garden, everything is made right in, a, in another. Where everything falls apart at the foot of one tree, everything is made right at the foot of another. All of our sins, of, all the sin of all the world for all time, washed in the blood of Christ, as God takes this avenue of death and brings about life, and then the sin that He took upon His body upon the cross, He takes them to the grave. They're buried. He takes them from us. He he bears them on our behalf. He removes them from us. We bear them no longer. And then, as our Lord walks from the tomb walks forth out of the tomb and leaves the grave clothes behind that once shrouded him. Just as we take off the old self and put on the new. Just as we die to self and put on Christ as we clothe ourselves in Christ in baptism. moving from death to life, just as He walks from darkness into the light early that Sunday morning, the resurrection morning, He calls for each of us to step into His light and to walk in the light as He is in the light. And yet, just like sometimes when stepping out of a dark room, out into the Sunshine. sometimes it takes a little bit of time for our eyes to, to get adjusted. The same thing goes in following Jesus. Constantly seeking to be in tune with Him and to understand Him better and understand what He's doing and to seek to align ourselves as imperfect people with a perfect God. That we might cease to be content to walk in darkness defined by it. Characterized by it, suffocated by it, but rather that we might step into and walk in the light of God. Jesus is risen. He's risen. Because he's he's risen, death does not have the final word, death's been defeated. And so is sin. Defeated. Jesus is risen. And that truth, that one truth, changes absolutely everything. This morning we want to offer a time of response. And in considering the gospel of Jesus, if the gospel elicits a response from you in any way, whether to be baptized into Christ or to be prayed over by this church. We want to honor your request. Come forward as we stand and as Tony leads us in song.